GS Plumbing Talk Line is one 800 The Common Sense Retirement Planning Text Line is 71307. I'm streaming every way known under the sun. Joining me now from Epic Times is Kevin Stockland. Good morning, sir. Good morning. How are you doing? I, I, I'm very intrigued with something that you've come out with. You, you and Epic Times have been taking a look at these things. And some of these publicly traded companies, like, say, Apple, that have decided to get out there and pick winners and losers when it comes to apps and various things, sort of censoring what they will and will not take. Uh, you, you're looking at the stockholders, and the stockholders are beginning to notice this and make demands, aren't they? Yeah, I, uh, I think 2024 is going to be a year uh, where the shareholders are starting to stand up for themselves. Uh, they've lost a ton of money uh, with a lot of these companies that are jumping into various uh, woke adventures. And they're starting to say they've had enough. So have we seen any, any, any sort of solid results on that yet where they, they're, we're beginning to see a shift in that? Well, you know, the three cases that I've been looking at uh, over the last couple of weeks have been Apple, Target, and Disney. Now, Disney's interesting because um, they have just, their lawyers have now just forced them to put out a risk factor in their SEC filings that says that their uh, left-wing ideology and some of their sexualization of content for children is costing them subscribers, it's costing them sales, and it could hurt the, the share price. So this is effectively uh, now uh, an admission that what they're doing is risky for the shareholders, and that could create potentially some liabilities for management that continues to go down that path. Um, there's not been a response from Target uh, or Apple to those shareholder actions yet, trying to hold them accountable, but we'll see what comes out of it. Now, does China have Apple over a barrel? What kind of influence do they have over Apple? Because most of their hardware gets made there, right? Yeah, so this is what shareholders are. They're really alleging two things. One, that uh, Apple is discriminating against conservatives and religious people in terms of canceling or taking down apps from their app store. Um, they have a very arbitrary process for deciding what they take down and what they allow. Uh, that can include things that they find, quote, unquote, creepy, uh, so whatever that may be. But they're also... Uh, they're also alleging that uh, they are uh, eagerly caving to Chinese demands from the Chinese Communist Party that they take down things like uh, apps for the Bible or other religious things that they just the Chinese Communist Party doesn't want. Now, Target, on the other hand, which is Target, I'm, I'm not aware of Target being as, you know, with Apple, it's always been Tim Cook or Steve Jobs. It's always been we've looked at management as just one guy with Apple. With Target, that's that's a little more of a group and everything. They sort of went malfeasant, didn't they? I mean, if their fiduciary duty is a public company is to make money for their shareholders, they sort of went the other way, didn't they? Well, that's what the shareholders are saying. So they're demanding that management explain to them why this campaign for uh, transgender clothing for children that Target launched uh why that was good for shareholders, why that was good for sales, what was the logic, what was the strategy there. They're demanding answers from management to explain to shareholders uh, who have lost a ton of money now why they thought this was a good idea. They lost $25 billion in market capitalization. How, much, how long did it take them to build that? Do we know? 
Yeah, I don't. It's a great question. But I think, you know, we are seeing companies less Apple, but certainly Disney, certainly Target, absolutely Anheuser-Busch, where shareholders have just taken an absolute bath. Management doesn't lose any money on this, but shareholders do. And, and I, we are now starting to see shareholders demanding answers from management really for the first time. Well, I mean, like when you talk about Anheuser-Busch, I was in the route delivery business, and the last person to touch the beer in the company of uh, whoever makes the beer is going to be the route guy. And with, with, with Anheuser-Busch, when they did their little Bud Light thing with Dylan Mulvaney, uh, the Bud Light, was uh, it was it was not flying off the shelf, so that impacted the bottom line of the guy delivering the beer because he gets paid off commission. Um is Anheuser-Busch, is that owned by some public entity that there's shareholders for that as well? Do they face the same sort of backlash? Well, yeah. I mean, so as you say, a lot of jobs here are at stake and people that had nothing to do with it. Uh, Anheuser-Busch is, has been bought by InBev, which uh, is a European company. So they are now a subsidiary of that. But, um, you know, again, it comes down to uh, how does management make these decisions? Shareholders are now asking for answers. What I find interesting about all this is now that companies' lawyers are making them disclose that these activities are actually creating risks for shareholders, if management continues to do that, even though they've admitted that they're risking shareholders' money, uh, could that create some sort of personal liability for management? Courts have always sided with management uh, as long as management can say, hey, we acted in good faith. We thought right. it was a good idea. We're doing right. our best. But now that they've come out and they've said, oh, we're actually gambling, gambling with shareholders' money, uh, and they've disclosed, disclosed that in their SEC filings, does that create a liability? It'll be interesting to see. Do you think that a lot of these companies, if they, if they continue to do what they're doing, could they? a lot of them look like the NRA, where the NRA, you got LaPierre and all these other guys admitting what they did? And it's going to look like a completely different thing when it comes out the other end. Would that happen to these companies as well? You know, it's very possible. So, you know, uh, shareholders, uh, all the pressure up to this point has really come from the left. And this is the first time that we're now seeing shareholders on the right or just shareholders that are fed up with losing money yeah. starting to stand up and speak for themselves. So we'll see what comes out of this. But I, I, I think a, a lot of this could end up in the courts, not to mention the fact that all of these DEI initiatives are also being challenged in courts for violating civil rights laws. So you're creating lawsuit liabilities for these companies as well. So you can throw that in the mix. I, th I think it's going to be an interesting year. Are you going to, by chance, take a look at America or United Airlines with their new hiring policy for pilots with their DEI standards? Are you going to take a look at that? I, I would love for you to do that because, uh, you know, it's one thing to go and, and you know, I, I use the I use the comparison of a DEI diversity hire at Lululemon, you know, me buying my yoga pants at Lululemon. It's one thing to put it with that guy, but if it's going to be somebody flying me through through the friendly skies, I want Neil Armstrong on the sticks. I want Sully. I don't want some guy that, you know, just checks the boxes. Yeah, you know, I have reported on that. Um, you know, there, there are legal actions coming out. So quotas are illegal uh, under U.S. civil rights laws. You can't discriminate uh, against people on the basis of race. Now, it's one thing if you're target and you say, hey, we lost some sales. But if you crash an airplane and there are deaths and people can make a case that, you know, that pilot was less qualified and you hired him on the basis of his skin color or her gender, whatever, um, those kind of lawsuits can get into the billions of dollars. But that, that's going to sting a whole lot more. 
I've been watching this, and I went out and bought my own private plane. It's a Ford F-150 pickup truck. That's where I'm flying from here on out. That's what I'm flying. <laughs> Kevin uh, right. Kevin Stockland is a writer, film producer, and former investment banker. He produ- wrote and produced We All Fall Down, The American Mortgage Crisis, a 2008 documentary on the collapse of the U.S. mortgage finance system. He also does a bunch of stuff with Epic Times, and he hits he hits the points that I see nobody else heading. So thank you very much for joining me this morning, sir. My pleasure. Thanks for having me on. Yes, sir. Kevin Stockland. When we get back, uh, you know, is the Republican primary all over except for the shouting? That's Is that the question? This is News Talk 98.9 WORD.